Welcome to the Real World Podcast. Um, This is a podcast between a mother and son, a baby boomer, and a millennial. And we aim to discuss issues that might be a little controversial, or we really want to draw attention to like new ideas or new things that are happening, um, or to just make sure everybody's kind of aware or kind of just like set everybody straight on like um, basically what things are, but we do not proclaim to be the experts in anything. And I'm going to go ahead and start off, but before we do that, um, I want to say hi, I'm Bobby. Hi. I'm Brian. <laughs> and to add to your intro, we do this to help bridge the gap between generations. We do. Especially baby boomers and millennials. We do. And so today, I'm, I'm, I have a feeling like with this particular topic, we may have some disagreements on this. Um, what we're going to talk about Most is, I'm, I'm saying who's driving social media. You know, we're spe- specifically going to talk about Elon Musk and the recent takeover of Twitter. But, you know, it's certainly bigger and broader than the takeover. The takeover. I wonder if this will ever become a movie. <laughs> I feel like, I, I mean, it sounds oh, random. you know it will. But like like Social Network, like how they did yeah. Facebook, became right. a movie. You know, but you know they will. If they ever did an Elon Musk movie, it would either be about something with Tesla or it'd be like this. <laughs> I could awesome. see it. I could see it now. Yeah. They'll even call it The Takeover. Yeah. It'll be The Takeover. <laughs> well... So on April 25th, well, before we even get into Elon Musk, let's talk about the... How we've been doing. Yeah, how we've been doing. <laughs> how you been doing, Brian? I've been doing good. I've been doing good, too. I've been doing good. I've been loving my job. Awesome. I'm so glad you're loving your job. Works at uh, Sandals Church. Yep. And um, I'm now a co-business owner, so that is uh, quite interesting. Oh, yeah. How's that uh, hashtag stressful life <laughs> you know what i was trying to think of a better hashtag it's definitely that, more stressful for dad i mean dad's managed this business for 25 years and now he's like ultimately responsible for it so he definitely has a um you know higher level of stress threshold i'm only there a couple of days a week you know he's there full time and he really manages pretty much every aspect of it from the manufacturing side he even does a lot of the administrative stuff i'm really trying to take on more of that i think he feels like he's a He's afraid to give it up since I'm not there every day. And I get that, but I, you know, it's still not a large organization. We only have 10 employees. And so, um, uh, but you know, um, dad was encouraged. He got an email, um, on Friday. So from Boeing and it's usually the precursor to a big order. So he's kind of excited about that. Yeah. Yeah. Also, shout out to any people who might know machinists, right? Because dad, yes. is dad looking for a machinist No, actually, still? We, we did find a machinist. Oh, great. Um, we are looking, actually, for somebody to work in the assembly. So somebody who is just, um, you know, it's just bottom. It's just entry-level position. Um, but you got to work with your hands and... Um, you know, but it's pretty basic. It's, you know, not much more than minimum wage here in California, but full medical benefits, vacation, and all that. So, yeah. Um, so that's a, that's a real benefit. So and if you know anybody out there, please let me know. And you get to work with for some great people. Well, thank you, Brian. You got to say that. Oh, I meant, I meant dad. But <laughs> also, uh, if that's any true. of you people out there who might know someone who uh, having four tens is a victory or not. That's true. Because some people, like, I would rather do four tens I'm, I'm than sure five eights. Yeah, when you're commuting, I mean, especially now with the price of gas, I mean, yeah. um, you know, it, it is it is nice to have four tens. So I work two tens. They've does four tens but you know what even though we own it like i mean not that your mind stops at all like when you're driving or when you're home but we are really only physically there during the same amount of time you know what i mean like so so that is different and uh I, I don't know how audible my laughter just was. I wasn't laughing at anything you were saying. I just had a. <laughs> I don't think it was. I was, I was trying at all. to. I was just trying to. Oh, okay. Well, I just <laughs> made an awkward uh, well, reference. But then my well, hearing is so bad, you know. Uh, I mean, I, I was trying to be quiet as possible. So <laughs> it, you were very. I was quiet. just thinking of what if we made a movie about dad and we called it the Takeover. <laughs> <laughs> That's true because he just took over. But it was it's not hostile a takeover no, at all. Not it's at just all. it's just a very friendly. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay, well, let's get rolling. So before we talk about, um, like, who's driving social social media and Elon Musk and Twitter, I wanted to just identify. So I just looked at who are the, or what are the top um, 
social media platforms right now. Okay. Yeah. So Facebook, two point nine billion. Yep. Instagram, two billion. Twitter, well, Pinterest actually. This is was shocker to me. Four hundred and thirty one million. And Twitter, three hundred million. Is Pinterest interactive though, like the others? It 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 you can comment. It's it's Twitter has changed more than any other social media I, I platform. I said Pinterest, not not Twitter. No, Pinterest. I'm sorry if I said the wrong thing. Pinterest has changed oh. so much. Okay. In the last five years, like it's considerably different. Like I refer to it as a bulletin board, but it's way more than a bulletin board now. You can actually, you 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 will you. It used to be a bulletin board where you put stuff on your boards and then people could see them and it and 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 then they could sh- they could like save them to their bulletin boards huh. kind of thing. But oh, now okay. there's so much more people can you can communicate with each other. I mean it's very it's very different and I don't even honestly I don't use that aspect of of Pinterest. I go there for recipes basically. That's really what I use Pinterest for or ideas for DIYs or okay. crafts things like that. And it's really good for that. But I tell you, I have probably like 1,500 uh, recipes saved, and I probably have made 10 of them, <laughs> you know, so I don't really use them. But anyway, <clears throat> pardon me. So so speaking of Twitter, so 300 million, I was actually shocked by that. I thought there would be a lot more Twitter followers than that. Um, that was, again... Pretty surprising to me. Um, I actually joined Twitter simply to tweet about a TV show and for the networks, right, for um, Hallmark and uh, now GAC family. And um, But I, I just, I'm not even out there hardly at all. I, it, it's just, it's not my thing anymore, you know. It's like we spent so much time on doing that, and so many people aren't doing it anymore, frankly. I mean, but when it comes to social media, so many of my friends have gone gone off of so, social media altogether. Like you know, and again, I'm 60, so I think it's older people that that have gone on, and then it's just not all that um, they wanted it to be. And, and it's just the whole mean spirited nature of how people communicate with each other. Because you don't have to look at someone in the eye. You exactly. Can say exactly what you want. And one of the other interesting things that I thought about um, Twitter was that they said about half of the tweets are bots. So, like, half the accounts are bots. So, you know, you have all these fake accounts, and, and like, you know, people create numerous accounts, and um, it really impacts the algorithms and things like that. And so, you know, this is really a kind of a tricky area because – Social media has so much influence on people, and it's not regulated. It's only regulated by the people who own it. Well, depending on who you are, um, there's a problem. And so that's really why we have such an issue right now and why there's just kind of outrage out there right now with Elon Musk buying or being the, the primary shareholder for Twitter because of who he is, the fact that um, just a little bit about him, he's 50 years old. He was born in South Africa. Um, he, he has a bachelor's in economics and physics through the University of Pennsylvania. He started, he, he went two days to Stanford and then said, forget it. And he wanted to focus more on um, the internet at that point in time. And he self identifies uh, as having Asperger's syndrome. And like which he hasn't is, been diagnosed or he, well, just... he, he, it's kind of like he personally talks about it. So oh, okay. he's saying that he has it now, whether he's, I don't know his medical history okay. so i don't know but um he's talked about it on saturday night live he was a host and uh so for those that don't know asperger syndrome is a condition on the autism spectrum but it's a high functioning position yeah. you know um area of of that and um but usually it's kind of more like um y- you could be trained to deal with like it's more communication issues behavior type aspects of that yeah. area. Um, let's see. He grew up in um, his parent. His parents got a divorce 
and I guess he didn't have a, a home, good home life, but he did go to wealthy, he went to private schools. Um, but I guess he developed like a relentless, a relentless work ethic. He used to work as many as 80 to 120 hours a week. Sounds like he should be dead. <laughs> He's been compared to like Bill Gates, Steve Jobs, Henry Ford. Um, but he didn't have a good upbringing. He was bullied in school. Um, he basically went on to Canada. He moved it to with his mom. I guess his mom moved to uh, Canada. And then that's where he started at, um, I forget what the name of the, Queen's University in Kingston, Ontario. And there he met a Justine Wilson, got married. They had five sons together, a set of twins and a set of triplets. Crazy. I can't even fathom that. Then he got divorced. Right. R- and r- real quick, sorry. Yeah. Are we just mm-hmm. talking about Elon Musk? Well, I'm just I'm just kind of giving a, a just kind of <laughs> I, a background would, okay. just so that you kind of know like who he is and and then I want to talk about and that's really sufficient uh, to talk about him. Um, but he also his whole thing with Twitter is that um, he he just he self describes also as a free speech absolutist. So, you know, he feels that that's wh- I mean that's why he's really moved forward with wanting to get Twitter because he wants it to be for free speech. And um, so a lot of the people that are having difficulty right now with with him purchasing it is like he has these other companies. I mean he, he owns Tesla and SpaceX and a variety of other ones that that you've heard. In fact, he was like he actually got most of his money ultimately from PayPal because he was like one of the instrumental people in putting PayPal together. Oh. Like I never even knew that until I was researching that's interesting. that about him. Yeah. So that's kind of how he started um, uh, with these other, you know, big companies, Tesla and, and um, SpaceX. So, but what he, he disagrees with some of the things that Twitter has done, like for example – you know, removing Donald Trump from Twitter. He was banned for a year. And um, I would say, uh, more importantly, the situation with not recognizing the whole um, Hunter Biden story and um, removing it. So basically, right before the election, of the 2020 election, there was so much, so much censorship Okay, easy for me to say. Censorship. Censorship. Thank you. In social media, including Twitter, Facebook. I mean, I think that that's probably, I mean, he seems to venture into these different areas. I mean, they don't really even seem related, but he somehow must have determined that he felt like, you know, there was a problem there. And there is a problem there. And that, to me, is the bigger issue today that I want to talk about is really you know, the problem um, with social media, the censorship, like who's minding the store kind of thing. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense to me. Uh, So then who do you feel like, real quick, who do you feel like is censoring who? Who do you feel like is being censored? And should they be censored? Well, let's maybe take a step back to how it all works. So... It's basically run by what they call, they, they just use It's run the, by an algorithm. It is, but they refer to it like AI is everywhere. And, and he actually, Elon Musk actually owns a company, OpenAI. So he's a company that's actually putting these algorithms together. And uh, so I can see why if I were someone on the left uh, that they're really concerned because for whatever reason they think he's on the right. But the interesting thing is that he actually considers himself in the middle because he said that he he self subscribes himself he subscribes himself as being uh socially liberal but fiscally conservative so um he feels like he's in the middle there with respect to that so getting back to the whole ai and the artificial intelligence so it's understandable when you've got like all of these subscribers to all of these social medias, there's got to be some kind of intelligence built in there 
um, because how could you possibly look at millions and millions of tweets every day? You couldn't. So yeah, that's people. Everything. Every lot. Most most things that are removed are removed by bots, and by through the algorithm, because there's it's in, it's impossible for a handful of employees to monitor three hundred million accounts. Yeah. So so the problem though is like how is it done? Like what do they decide? Like I I, I have to admit, like in the last election, I was beyond frustrated at all the censorship. Like there were and and with COVID. So it wasn't just the election, but with COVID. I mean, there were respectable doctors that were removed and not allowed to share their opinion of COVID because it didn't match up with the White House and with Dr. Fauci. And it was just absolutely wrong. They are entitled to their opinion. This is America. This is a doctor, Simone from Texas. There were, there were numerous doctors that had differences of opinion. Let me just say hydroxychloroquine. I mean, come on. Hydroxychloroquine is a drug that has been around for many, many years, and they believed that it helped COVID, yet they wouldn't let that to be shared anywhere in media because they didn't want people to be using it. Well, you know what? Your dad has used it for like 15 years and it is an effective drug. And it's like, yeah, it it's was, malaria medicine. It is anti-malarial ma- medicine. And, and it helps rheumatoid arthritis. It does. It does. Yeah. And, and, and just to, just to add to it, because the, normally the, the usual uh, response to that is, oh, it can cause heart attacks and stuff. But that's if you take too much. Oh my gosh. Uh, have you, have if you, you take seen re- any commercials lately? Like what doesn't cause a heart attack or death? I mean, all the commercials, advertising. <laughs> that's also fair. Right? I mean, come on. Uh, and so, yeah, it's if you're trying to take large doses of it to get rid of an infection. But I think the whole idea was that if you take it, it would, it would be help preventative. No. Here's the whole idea. President Trump supported it. So they wanted to be anything anti-Trump. That was what that was all about. It was mm. all about being anti-Trump. So they were being spiteful, and that could have helped people. I, I'm, okay. I, I know mean, you're going to disagree with me, I'm but gonna, I'm telling you that had a lot to do with it. Okay, so just, because we don't want to devolve into an argument, but counterpoint from my perspective, <laughs> Fauci was a part of Trump's cabinet. He was. And so he was. ultimately, if Trump wanted to, he could have removed Fauci. But Fauci changed done. once he became under Biden. Like, he just kind of, like, went with the flow. Like, so the problem with Dr. Fauci is that I felt like he changed with the wind. And it was really, he became more of a political um, person than uh, a true doctor I, following the science. He changed his opinion so many times on the same thing. And I know that COVID evolved, and we didn't know much about it. And I think we were very trusting in the beginning. But, you know, it became very clear but this is it we're not talking about yeah. covid today but we're not but it it the effect on social media about these political issues that's a huge aspect of this because huge, huge. it whoever is minding the store is deciding what's what, true what you're going to hear and read about not uh, hear but uh, read about and just to, to interrupt a little bit something if you guys aren't aware for anyone listening Statistically, if you hear one fact, if you hear two contrary facts, two things that disagree with each other, whatever you hear first tends to be what you believe. Unless it's removed, removed of context, obviously. Because obviously if you've already been set in stone some, some political background, then you hear something about a hot button issue. Well, you've already been set in stone with your thoughts. But say like if, I, if my dad said Brian's favorite color is green, and then my mom came up to you and said, no, Brian's favorite color is yellow. Well, who are you going to believe? Statistically, you would believe my dad first, who said it first, and mm-hmm. then you would assume my mom's a liar. So getting back to artificial intelligence. No, it's okay. Thank you. And, I, and, and, it's and just because I think that's a good contextual no, thing. Because it is. You can, it is. When you can determine what people encounter first, which can be done through algorithms and done through making things very popular on most social media platforms, you can determine what people tend to think is true. But the bottom line is, is that put it all out there and let them decide. This is America. That's all I'm saying. Uh, I mean, more than America, because this is an international Well, company. it is, but I'm saying for us, I mean, because different countries change the rules. Like, there's certain things that are not allowed to be shown in other countries that is shown here, and vice versa. So, it's not just, I know it's an international platform, but it's handled differently in different oh, yeah. areas. Different, they try and follow every country's laws. Exactly, exactly. 
So I thought this was kind of an interesting thing when, when we talk about artificial intelligence and how, you know, they come up with these algorithms. So in the the first generation of, of AI was in the 80s and 90s, and that could apply rules written by humans to data to create an output, okay? Mm-hmm. The second generation in the 2000s could learn, meaning they would take that data and guidance provided by the humans, and then they would independently identify rules and then apply those rules to new data to create outputs. Then the third generation, which we're currently in, is called deep learning and that permits programs to autonomously learn rules and automatically judge new data to create outputs without human intervention everyone's worried about skynet <laughs> happening whenever we create artificial robots i'm pretty sure skynet's going to happen because of uh social media artificial intelligence well you know there there really was there was an interesting um article in let me see uh, I, I don't want to give you the wrong information, but I'm not finding where it where it came from. But yeah, there we was, don't want to be Twitter. No, but th- there. <laughs> is, I mean, there are certainly. I have I have concerns about this too because oh, what, yeah. what this this article was about. Okay, be- because there there is a lot of crazy conspiracy theorists who have been deplatformed, and they might have a platform again. Yeah. So. So this was about making sure that there's equitable, like, opportunities, you know, um, equality of opportunity and equitable results because you could see how things could end up being discriminatory because if you are, if you are having an algorithm that goes in a particular direction and it, and it identifies certain... Um, say categories of people or sexual orientation or gender or whatever like that and that's all you're seeing then that could be discriminatory and i i have those concerns i don't want that to happen either yeah i i remember i i I follow a political meme page on instagram and occasionally i'll like one post or two and then for some reason i just get all sorts of infuriating an infuriating amount of conservative stuff of conservatives who i disagree with conservatives who i no, I feel like because of certain things, you you're willing to make concessions, mm-hmm. like to the it's like overly conservative to the point of trying to anger people. Well, let me clarify. So I'm like with Elon Musk, except I'm the opposite of Elon Musk. I'm more socially conservative and but fiscally, fiscally liberal. liberal. Yes. Yeah, because if we like made a couple of cuts to like the military budget, you'd right. be a lot more in favor of like healthcare. Totally, totally. And I'm I'm yeah. I'm very similar because I'm like, okay, let's not be sleeping around with everyone. Mm-hmm. Let's let's be good Christians. <laughs> uh, I mean, ultimately, it's because I'm a Christian. Which means you're only sleeping with your wife. Yeah, or if <laughs> if, if you're a man, if you're yes, a, if you're right. a woman, uh, and it's not to be like we force that on other people, but I mean the same. same right. I think I'm a fairly similar idea as you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and for a lot of these, it's like, ah, yeah, I don't. Well, that's what I'm saying. I do have concerns, and I certainly wouldn't want a conservative running a social media platform as I wouldn't want a liberal running it. And frankly, I think if you look at historically who has run them, they have been run by liberal organizations. I'm sorry, but I don't see what Trump did to be banned from Twitter. You know, they said that he was removed because they were concerned that he was going to incite people. Well, you know what? I'm sorry. Have you looked at President Biden lately? He can incite people. People are going to have their buttons pushed no matter what side of the aisle they're on because it's really a lot of it, like a lot of this AI really enters into it because you're kind of fed certain pieces of information. Your fed will get the biggest reaction. Well, it's it's not even just that, but, but what happens is um, you – I'm trying to look for my – well, well while you look for that, I'm yeah. just rem- I'm, okay, rem- I'm remembering a skit. So for anyone out there, there's a guy who, for the most part, he's pretty clean on YouTube. His name's Ryan George, and he has some very funny videos. And one of them was on uh, social media algorithms. And so he's at this party, he's talking to the different social media algorithms, and it's, he's playing every character in this little skit. Mm-hmm. And uh, he goes up to one of them and he goes like, oh, hey, how are you? And he goes, oh, hi, I'm good. How are you? And they're like having small talk. And then he goes, oh, yeah, here's this picture of this dog. And he goes, oh, how nice. And then he goes, here's the story of a bunch of babies being burned in a fire. 
And then he goes like, oh, this is horrible. And he goes, oh, you reacted to that one. You, you really like this one. No, I don't. He's like, well, you gave a much stronger reaction. Yeah. And it was just sort of like a joke, but like a very, I think a very descriptive way of showing how a lot of algorithms work. When you see something pleasant and passing, you don't engage with it online as much. Well, and, and, and really reactions, that's a really important point that you just brought up because, you know, they've, they've increased the number or the type of reactions to social media that it didn't used to have. And, but they still don't have a don't like, they don't have a, a don't like button. Like they have a like, they don't have a dislike. They don't have a dislike. They, they have an angry, but that somebody, it might not make me angry, but I still don't like it. And, and they need to have that. I mean, to be, if it's going to be intelligent, like you need, they need to know that you don't like this certain thing. However, I'm actually one of the people that I like to see everything. Like I want to see both sides of the story. I still follow friends that I don't agree with politically because I want to know, like, maybe I'm wrong. Like, I'm um, come on. Yeah. What, what if we are I wrong? Mean, we, come on. We all are wrong on a regular basis, I, right? Well, I'm maybe, maybe once huh. every okay. couple. I'll, I'll raise my hand. I know I am. <laughs> and so I think it's important that we listen to all sides of the story. And I'm yeah. really grateful for my HR background. And I know I've talked about it numerous times, but having had that um, responsibility for about 15 years really helped me to recognize the value in, you know, making sure that you, there are two sides to every story and that you need to make sure that you're open to both sides and that you need to be unbiased mm-hmm. going in and making decisions. And I feel that I was, I don't think I was prior to that, though. I mean, I think I was very biased, very, um, um, oh, I don't know. I I don't know how I want to describe myself as before. Certainly passionate, but... <laughs> Strong-minded. Uh, very, very, very challenging. I mean, like, in my beliefs, I, yeah. you know. And, and that really helped me to recognize that, you know, and I do think that most people are somewhere in the middle. Like, you know, they might be like Elon and I are different, but I think, you know, some are going to be like me, some are going to be like him. The problem is like right now, it's kind of like the squeaky wheel gets the grease, right? So all you hear about are the people to the way to the right and way to the left. And they're the ones that we're hearing about. And that's just not reality. But I found what I was looking for and I wanted to, um, yeah. What what is it? Share it. Yeah. So basically hashtag like retweet. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) Um, so basically, you know what they're saying. So if you're say on Facebook and say you like, uh, they recognize that you like cats better than dogs, right? You're going to get more feeds about cats, right? And that's harmless. But what happens is algorithms reinforce the same points of view over and over again. And so they kind of trap you inside this recommendation bubble. Now, frankly, I know some of my friends would rather be trapped. Like they don't want to see this other stuff. Like I said, I really do like to see both sides of it because I learn from it. It's like you're not going to learn from people that think just like you. You're just not. Yeah. You know, all you're doing is kind of reinforcing that. And I mean, that's why I went to Cal State San Bernardino. Like, of ultimately, of all my classes, outside of my accounting ones, the most interesting ones are the ones that challenged my perspective the most. Yeah, yeah. And, and I just think that's really important. And so often, we don't. And I, and I think it's really just, it's almost like self-preservation because sometimes it's very challenging for people to go there. Like, it's hard. A lot of people can't deal with confrontation. Yeah. You know, and I've, fortunately, thank you, Lord, that I've been able to deal with confrontation. Like I've always been the one that has to confront people with a particular situation. And he gives me the will and the strength to, to do, that. do that. And yeah. I'm grateful for that. And now that means that I'm not always the most, uh, um, I'm not going to win the popularity contest. Let's put it that way. But I try to be straight with people. And, um, you know, when I had, I had a number of people as they left the organization, I worked for the County of Riverside for 30 years they would tell me on when they left, it's like, thank you so much for being honest with me. It really meant a lot. Because when you're not honest with people, they see through it. And they feel like you don't even care about them. Because if you're not willing to yeah. tell them the truth, then that, I mean, it's it makes sense that that's why they feel that way. But the bottom yeah, line people is. People think, oh, I'm not worth the truth. So Right. So so that's why it's important to me to to hear both sides. And, and I think that should be what is in place for social media. Now, 
Um, I think that like with Facebook, there was a, there was a, oh gosh, what was her name? I know I have it here. Uh, there was a Facebook lawsuit by, uh, I'm probably not going to find it, but I don't want to dwell on it. But anyway, what happened as a result of that was um, this whistleblower, basically what they determined as a result of this lawsuit was that there needs to be like a community panel, some kind of a community panel that, you know, determines what can be allowed and what can't be allowed. That sounds like government to me, though. And do we really want government involvement? You know, right now, Joe Biden has requested, um, that, oh, I forget what they're calling this czar, but it's an information czar. Basically, they want somebody to do this. Like, this all came after Elon yeah, Musk. Yeah, he created an administration yes. very recently. yes. And this woman sings this song to, like, like Mary Poppins. And it, anyway, it's, you know, <laughs> really awful. But um, it's, it's like the disinformation queen kind of thing. But the problem okay. is, like, she, she debunked the whole Hunter Biden thing with his laptop. Well, you know, all, like all of the, the um, liberal medias did, well, now they found out it is actually true. There's a lot of truth to it, and that's why there's a federal investigation right now. But it took almost two years for that to happen. And the problem with that is is that the, the, the liberal media was behind this before the election. And in my opinion, it changed the, outcor- the outcome of the election. Social media changes things. And I believe that they actually changed the outcome of the 2020 election because they censored so much information between COVID and, and um, you know, just the whole Hunter Biden thing. And I mean, because there's, there's just so much to all of this. And again, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. And Ooh, it's I, just I mean, how things ripple. It's how just things, how things ripple. There, and I don't just listen to Fox decisions. News. I do listen to Fox News, but I look at all no, news. I definitely news. don't listen to Fox News. Well, you don't listen to any news. So I, I, I read news at various sites. I know. But I, know. I yeah. But I, I'm saying I, I like to, I go to all news sources because I want to know what's happening out there. And yeah. honestly, it's kind of remarkable. Like when I listen to Joy Reid on MSNBC, I just find... Her, I, I don't even know where she, how does she come up with the things that she comes up with? Like, it's like everything's racist, no matter what it is. It doesn't matter what it is. It all comes back to race. And I'm sorry, but you, you, you've got to have some evidence and some support for that. I have no doubt that there are some things that would point to race in the yeah. matters that she discusses, but not everything. Well, it's I, like every single thing. Well, it's interesting just because... I, I can almost get how people get like that because I have a very similar train of thought but towards class. Uh, because in my head, a lot of what we're talking about, I'm just thinking my first thought is, oh, well, ultimately the decisions for censorship and everything will come down to what earns the company the most money and what earns this people the most money, what will keep these people in influence, and this is how all their decisions are made. That's, that's how I perceive it all. Mm-hmm. So everything to me is very class-based, and so that's sort of my assumption. Oh, why does she say everything about race? It's you because use the term class. I use the term culture. Uh, yeah. For, I, I, I do think it's culturally based. I, I, don't, I don't view it as culture. I think it's very mm. much class focused. Mm. Of how does mm. this woman who is in a position of influence, why does she make everything about race? Maybe she genuinely believes it. It's also very possible that she's noticed that uh, the more she focuses on that, the more influence and power she has. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. All I, I just always seek the truth. I mean, that's that's always been my bottom line is the truth, the oh, truth, the yeah. truth. And frankly, sometimes the truth hurts. And sometimes you have to share the truth and the others don't want to hear it. Yeah. But it is what it is. And I think as we talked about earlier, how you said some of your friends would rather just be in their own bubble. Oh, I, I think absolutely. I think most people don't want to know the truth. I think you're probably right. I think most people want to hear those sweet lies. Yeah. And they want to be comforted by those lies. Yeah. Which yeah. is a very depressing thought because I'm with you as I would rather know the truth. I'd rather have the heartbreak. I, I can storm it out and I can get through it. I'd rather be wrong and know the truth than to believe something to be true and be wrong and never know it. Yeah, absolutely. So I think moving forward, you know, it's, it's important that, I mean, we're not going to do away with artificial intelligence. We just need to be 
We need to make sure that it includes principles of fairness, equity, and inclusion, um, you know, at the forefront. Yeah. And, um, you know, technology provides an opportunity for greater visibility to everyone. And it needs to be done fairly. Again, I, I don't have the answers on how that happens, but I think we do. I, I do understand the concern about Elon Musk. I do. Because if you perceive him as to be a conservative, which I don't really think he is a conservative, uh, but if, if, I mean, maybe he is, like he says, on some things, but, um, uh, you know, I, I think it's important equally the other way. Like, there's been no recognition with, the, like, throughout all of this. Like, they even came out and said that they're concerned about Elon Musk doing this because it could impact an election. The Hunter, Biders, the Hunter Biden story impacted the election. I'm not saying that Biden wouldn't have won, but it definitely impacted the election. When you censor information, a lot of young people, that's the only place they get their information. It's the only place they get their news is on social media. So when you're censoring that to remove that conservative content, that's not good. And it, again, equally the other way. I, yeah. I mean, why is America America? I mean, it was because we, we left where we were because we wanted freedom. And to me, this is part of freedom, is that we need to make sure that... We have choice. You, we have choice, exactly. Yeah. I, I think that's really interesting, too, just because... I think I've mentioned it before. There's the difference between American freedom and Canadian freedom. Have, I, have, do you remember that? I don't. I don't. So American freedom is the idea of freedom to choose. Canadian freedom is the idea of you have freedom from something. So the Canadians would say, no, you're enslaved because you're enslaved to disinformation. And they would say they're free from disinformation. Now, I don't know exactly who decides what is true and everything. That's a whole other conversation. Mm -hmm. But for a lot of the world, I think Canadians are just the most outspoken about that view of freedom. But I think a lot of like Western Europeans, that is sort of their idea of freedom too. Mm. Whereas like they don't view uh, like social, like, universal health care is any sort of choice it's like they have freedom from having to be afraid of not having health care mm-hmm. that's interesting no i don't i don't recall i, th- um, I think i may have vaguely mentioned that one maybe it wasn't on the pod as well it might have just been face to face for another conversation between mm. me and you okay sorry i just wanted to i don't sorry. even remember why i brought that up real quick but <laughs> i can't remember what i was going to connect that to but mm. Well, so I think just moving forward, we just need to have a platform where we allow all voices to be heard. And and that's what Elon Musk has said that he, I mean, that's what he's purporting, that he wants freedom and that he wants all voices to be heard, including his critics. So I guess we have to wait and see, right? Yeah. Um, I I know that Zuckerberg is has not been, I mean, he's, he's liberal. He's liberally minded. So you've got the largest one, Facebook that is on the other side of the fence. So the question is like, why is that okay? But it's not okay to have Elon Musk. So again, I would say with all of them, um, they're all billionaires. Well, yeah, they are all billionaires, but <laughs> I'm just saying, sorry, I'm just, I'm just to trying have, to always give my two cents. Uh, yeah. Cause I'm, a, maybe I'm just more cynical, but well, just, we need, we, we, we all share in the responsibility. And I would say this, yeah. the one thing oh, yeah, that I sure. don't like about Twitter is, and why I'm just like not out there. It's just mean, like people are just mean. It's mean spirited and, and people create these facade. I call them facades, but they're, 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 you know, these phony accounts and they don't stand behind who they are. Like you should have to use your name. And one of the things that Elon Musk wants to do is everybody gets that, that blue check mark. And, you know, you get verified. And I would feel much more comfortable with, even with somebody that I completely disagree with, if I know who they are. Like, I'm having a real conversation, but most of the time, you don't even know who you're talking to. Yeah. And it's like, what a coward that goes out there with a fake name to stand behind something or some position, and they won't even say who they are. It's like, I'm sorry, but that's, that is pure cowardice. You won't see me on social media that way. Yeah. And can't say that it hasn't ever happened, but <laughs> uh, I mean, cause me and you have known people who've done that. Yes. Well, and honestly, I will say this. I did it too. 
I did it once to, it was all in the name of the show and trying to get information and, you know, and I, and I, I really regret uh, I didn't, it. I didn't know you did that. I, I was, th- I, I was thinking about some other people. I did. And, um, it, it bothers me that I did that. I did that frankly, cause I was a spy basically. Oh. And, um, I didn't like it. I didn't like it at all. Yeah. Because that's not who I am. No, you're very, you care about the truth regardless. Most I do. Of the time. And that's well, that whole situation. It was so unhealthy that um, I'm removed from that now. And it's a, it's, a, it's a good thing. Yes. Yeah. I think one of the things, I don't know, I don't know how you'd ever bring it up, but like in, when you're like a little kid and you're going through school, I mean, school shouldn't have to be the one to teach people how to behave. It should be parents. It should be family. Mm-hmm. But schools also help are supposed to reinforce that. And it's almost like we need to include part of teaching kids how to be kids uh, in both Wouldn't school nice? and as far as uh, parents teaching their kids now. Like if I have a son, teach him, no, you got to behave this way on Twitter. you got to behave this way on Instagram. Like you can't be doing something like dumb you don't want to be saying something you shouldn't well that's the way it should be brian but frankly as well as teaching people just to have manners well yes and and they used to teach that in school but now kids can say and do whatever they want the teachers have pretty much no authority in their classroom um the last couple years especially since covid it has been a nightmare i know teachers (laughs) that were forced to to promote the students well you know you were a sub for many years and so you know, forced to promote the kids to the next grade when they were in no way ready. Yeah. Uh, we have relatives that are teachers. Same thing, young kids. So basically you had like kindergartners that were being taught at home that had that ultimately went into second grade because they missed school for a year. Yeah. And uh, these kids are way, way behind. And that's, again, in certain states. Like, yeah. you know, but ironically what they've determined is that like the state of Florida never shut down nothing. Those kids are going to be so much better off. Because they didn't, they didn't miss it. So sometimes we live in this, you know, how the government or how the, the, the state is run, really? It, it's kind of like COVID has really shown me how much authority and what kind of an effect that that can have on you in your life. Um, because pretty much California was shut down for a year is the way it felt. Yeah. And, like, and we still had one of some of the most severe cases anyways. Yeah, exactly. And Florida, like, I would just say, look at Florida, because I think um, they refused to do some of the things that the federal government said that needed to be done. And in the end, like, they didn't want to harm their people. They were following the science. And, and it's like, bottom line is they are now saying, like, even, like, liberal reporters are saying that Florida has, Florida did it right. Like, they knew what they were doing, and it's, like, it's pretty remarkable to hear that now, but, uh, but it's I okay. I've never heard anyone say anything it's, like it's that. It's just recent. It's just, like, literally this uh, week. I feel like it's more of uh, most people who tended to be the more liberal side and made fun of places like Florida have gone quiet because no one wants to go back to COVID lockdown protocols. Mm-hmm. So even people who are liberal who would believe in that don't want to give up their freedoms and daily life but again if we were just honest with each other it's okay to make mistakes because we learn from oh, yeah. them and so it's, it's okay so if also, we as a yeah. government whether we're a federal government the state government whatever we make a mistake let's own it i can respect somebody far more that that just totally screws up but they own it i i will follow that person but i am not gonna follow somebody who i can see them lying through their teeth and then I'm supposed to follow them? It's not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. And unfortunately, our politicians, that's where they all fall. Like, yeah. there's such dishonesty out there. And um, it makes it really difficult for us to follow any of them. Yeah, I mean, that's why uh, Pastor Matt, back, back when we had the 2020 election, one of the things he was saying was, in an ideal world, we could vote someone based on their morality, their morals, their faith in God. But... That's just not something that's practically possible because so many politicians are corrupt and are deeper than are in, in a deeper than we think. And so what we really have to do is just do what we best believe what policies we believe are the most moral and the most godly. And I think that's sort of where he landed on it, if I remember correctly. 
I think so. But then, then taking that full circle, so the people that we're talking about are the ones that are going to decide what social media we're going to see when we can't really trust them as a person because of who they are. Like, it's all about power for them. It's all about the votes. It's not about the people. They don't really care about the people. They only want to be perceived as caring about the people. But when all is said and done, you know, they don't. That's just the bottom yeah. line. It's like... I would say that's true for pretty much every politician. Sorry, didn't mean to be depressing. I agree. No, it's okay. I agree. It's, hey, it's, I mean, it's no, a power this is, game. This is literally... Because I think there's a lot of uh, conservatives out there who try and manipulate Christians because so many totally. Christians out Absolutely. are considered Republican. Yep. yep. And so I they agree. try and take a stance on abortion to then get votes. Mm-hmm. And they'll take a stance on weed or something mm-hmm. else to get votes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they don't actually care about those things. Mm-hmm. They I just want you. They just want the power. Yep. I agree. So with that, that's about all I wanted to share. So it's really just kind of the whole issue of... Like who's minding the store? Yeah, kind of thing. Who's, and so, who's uh, minding the social media. Bef- before I go into verses, I had one more quick thing. This was just more of a thought. I don't think I mentioned it yet. For those of you who are specifically wondering why we thought about Twitter and why t- Twitter can be so important, if we think about it, Twitter is actually the most important social media platform. Uh, and if you maybe have an instinct like, well, what about Facebook? They have more people. Instagram, they have more people. Remember, like, think about a news report. Think about the last time you watched the news, read the news, saw any sort of gossip. Maybe you're a sports fan and some player did something. Where does it always, how is it always reported? What is always something linked to? It's always Twitter. Mm-hmm. Twitter is, is like one of the greatest news source social medias of the world. It's like a micro blog. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so uh, specifically, why is it important with, through the lens of Twitter? Because Twitter potentially has more influence than all the other social media platforms because mm-hmm. a lot of news comes from it. Well, and depending on what hashtag you use, so the way that it works is that you can, you you see the people that you follow. So you, you follow people on Twitter. So for those that don't understand Twitter, so you follow people and then you can follow hashtags. And yeah. so when you create a tweet, which can be no more than 280 characters, you put those hashtags in there that you want people to be able to search that tweet through that if they're not one of your followers. And that's how you kind of expand your whole influence. Yeah. So I think maybe to maybe uh, get into a little bit more near conclusions, uh, I had the one, one of the main actual questions I thought of to create discussion if we ever ran out of stuff, but. We didn't. We went actually pretty long. Uh, should we treat... <laughs> we always do. And this, we could just be concise about this. Should we think or treat of social media any differently than we did before? Because I, I think, no. I have, a greater, I, mean, I, I have a greater concern since, not now as compared to like 10 years ago, but I have a concern over the last couple of years of the censorship. Yeah. It shouldn't be censored in the way that it's been censored. Like, they don't get to decide. Like, Jeffrey Zuckerberg doesn't get to decide what doctor is credible. Jeffrey? Is it Jeffrey? Mark. Mark Zuckerberg. Pardon me. <laughs> yes, you're right. I was thinking of Zuckerberg. Bezos and, yeah, we're Jeff, my mind. Jeff Bezos. Yeah, yeah, Bezos. And anyway, so they don't get to decide, like, what doctor is credible. They don't get to decide. Yeah, because they're not experts in that. No. And it's, and it's the same thing, like, with what story is, like, Hunter Biden. Like, there was, there's truth to that. We know that because there's a federal investigation. There's all kinds of information. And there's such a double standard in reporting, and we can't have that. There yeah. needs to be fairness the whole way around. And the fairness is basically put it out there. And the funny thing is, is that, like, they, like Twitter removed Donald Trump, but they let all these foreign you know oh like there's north korea still yes. on twitter yes and it's like <laughs> that oh was my, my that was that was probably the thing that made me laugh the hardest right? whenever trump was removed right it was because they did that and then someone did like a screenshot of that and the north korea tweeting about kim jong-un right beneath it <laughs> and i'm just like oh boy yeah but like, there's that, that's but a very good point it's a very good point and that's all i'm saying let's be fair about it yeah so yeah i think in terms of what we as Christians should do is still treat people kindly, treat people with respect. Absolutely. Uh, don't go around lying to everyone. Don't support disinformation. If you're aware that there's disinformation mm-hmm. and 
like we always say, my mom mom says she listens to other sources of news. I tend to more read because I don't want to deal with any people. I tend to more read too. Like we don't uh, really like watch okay. the news very much. And then no. uh, and then it's vice depressing. Then vice versa. Whenever you hear something, try and think of the point or the perspective of the people who would disagree. Yeah. And mm-hmm. think about from their perspective, what would they disagree with? Not necessarily so you can learn to agree with them, but you can learn to have compassion for them. Absolutely. You can learn to love them. Yep. And ultimately, the person that like we want to draw everyone to is Jesus. And so how do mm-hmm. we draw these people to a loving relationship with Christ? Right. That's the bottom line. And it's it's through our behavior, through our actions. And, and I know mine have not always been the best. And, you know, there are times that, um, you know, I regret. I think that I could have said or done things differently and yeah. I, but don't we all yeah right but we've yeah. got to own that we we ask for forgiveness and then we move on and 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 that's really you know that's really what well, we need to do Alrighty. well that was the uh end of the world alarm <laughs> uh, you probably didn't even hear that it, oh, i heard it through the mic <laughs> oh you did okay so i mean maybe maybe the audience just thinks we're crazy because we are people also can't hear the docs really so <laughs> that was for you uh, pastor Rocky. <laughs> yeah <laughs> Uh, so anyways, before we end, like always, I like to share a couple verses. Okay. First is John four twenty four from the story of the woman at the well. Jesus is responding to her and he says, God is spirit and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. When we are encountering people on social media platform, especially as Christians, we are still Christians first and foremost. Mm-hmm. Right. We can't be in relationship with God if we're constantly letting truth and our identity and our ability to live godly lives is hampered by the way we interact on social media. Very uh, good. And then Psalm eighty six eleven, the invitation for God to do that. Teach me your way, O Lord. I will walk in your truth. Unite my heart to fear your name. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Any final thoughts? I would say just those verses. Okay. Don't be afraid to invite God to also just prove your thoughts. I love that. Yeah, that's. Don't be afraid to invite God to do that or to ask for God first to send someone to you to have good conversation, even if you guys walk away disagreeing. Mm -hmm. And agree to disagree. That's okay. It's really fine to have different perspectives. Do we look alike? No, we're all different. So of course, if we, we're all created differently, we're created uniquely and the Lord created us all. And so, and, and, and we are to love each other. And so we need to recognize what those differences are, whether it's physical, whether it's spiritual, you know, mentally, you know, uh, we have to recognize and love each other where they are. And, um, that's kind of my final comment. Yeah. I think that's great. If you have any feedback, we'd love to hear from you. Or if you have any suggestions for any topics you'd like for us to cover, you can email us at realworldpod at gmail.com. Until next time. Have a good week, everyone. (laughs) Not sure why the music didn't start. (laughs) It's because it was, yeah. It's okay. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye.